Chapter Twenty Eight of Soul Food. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording by Amy Benton. Soul Food by George Douglas Watson. Chapter Twenty Eight. Climax of Sorrow. In one of Miss Havergal's letters, she calls attention to the striking climax in Exodus 3.7, in which God speaks of the notice He takes of all His people's troubles, seen their affliction, heard their cry, and knows their sorrows. There are some calamities that are visible, such as slavery, scourging, fire, death, disease, poverty, old age, loneliness, malformation of body, etc. Such afflictions appear to the eye and from the tender-hearted call forth sympathetic tears and efforts of relief. Such afflictions are easily recognized and comprehended, and the great mass of mankind never seem to apprehend any affliction beyond those of visible troubles. Then there is a second degree of trouble, which exists mainly in the soul or mind, in the sensibilities, the affectional nature, the thoughts and memory. Even when there are no outward marks of calamity, on person or property visible to the eye, there may still be trouble that shakes and shatters the whole mental frame, causing piercing cries and burning tears. That muffled moan, that soft sob, that pitiful wail, these hot tears have historics behind them. Like the round sea-waves that break their hearts in moans on the shore, they have come from some distant storm far away on the sea of life. But still such sorrows can be told. They can be described in language and comprehended by the understanding. They belong to that region of our nature which can be expressed. Then there is a third degree of sorrow which lies away down in the immortal spirit, taking hold of the very fountains and springs of our being, so overpowering all the moral and mental and nervous powers as to be beyond all expression, either to the eye or in words. These sorrows are like those great vibrations at the bottom of the ocean, never reported to eye or ear, like the million-fold heat which melts the centre of the globe, unknown to those who walk above it. Now the infinitely loving Father sees all the affliction which can become visible, hears all the cries that can express woe or trouble, and then in the great depths of sorrow, unseeable and unutterable, his tender, all-knowing heart takes it all in. In the nature of things, the love and sympathy of the best saints on earth go only a short ways, but the infinite heart of Jesus travels on and out and down to take in every form of pain and sorrow. His precious healing blood can spread its cleansing and soothing power through body, soul, and spirit to the last fiber of our being. For every unspeakable sorrow in human experience, there is an unspeakable fullness of comfort, peace, and joy in the blessed Holy Spirit. For when God said, I know their sorrows, it was not merely to tell His omniscience, but to affirm that His omniscience was all engaged to deliver and save and heal the sorrow. End of chapter 28